everybody. Another episode of Coffee Shot Sports coming at you. I'm your host, Zach, here with my co-host, Kevin Fox. How are you doing today, Kevin? Doing absolutely fantastic, my brother. So excited for draft week at Coffee Shop Sports. We got some mocks. We got some, some duels, bro. It's going to be a crazy week at Coffee Shop Sports for sure. Yeah, man, lots of drafts coming up. The season's right around the corner. Training camp starts soon. All the hype is there. It's going to be an exciting exciting month around here and in the NFL. Dude, not to mention you and I and the rest of our community, we have our expo coming up in August in Canton, Ohio. So if you listen to this show, if you listen to any other fantasy football shows, that's the place to be in August. I'm telling you right now. Exciting stuff coming up. And we've got some exciting stuff coming on today's episode, too. Got some news to break down happened the last couple days, which hasn't. There's not a lot of news in the offseason, so we've been waiting. Um, And then we're going to have a little bit of a a fun episode. We're going to do a a sports video game draft, and then we're going to finish off the show with uh, our very first of many mock drafts for redraft this year for 2023. So we're going to be packed full of content today if you're listening. And it's going to be a good one. Hell yeah, man! I uh, I think I'm, I'd like to propose something for draft week. Are, are you Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. We do a draft draft where we draft the best drafts. Best drafts of all time. Best drafts. Let's do that. Let's throw that in You're there. Talking best draft years. I'm talking best type of drafts. Like I'm talking as long, as loose of a as loose of a concept as I was actually thinking. Like, like perfect like World a, War Two. I was, <laughs> I was actually thinking like nitro draft, like oh, like liquid, all drafts. Like I think maybe like a draft, like like a like a chill in the window, any draft. It's a cool. draft draft. I'm about it. Let's get we it. Get around to that. Let's get it. Well, let's start off with our first sip of the day. Um, we're we're gonna have a rare two first sip today because there's two pieces of news that I feel like we need to talk about today. So that would be the um, first sip and the second sip, I believe. First and second sip. Maybe just one big gulp. I mean, the first sip hits different, but the second sip reminds you that you have a long journey ahead of you. So both both are welcome. Well, big news. We've been kind of waiting for this one for the last couple of weeks, but finally it dropped today, um, which we're recording, and that is DeAndre Hopkins finally signed to a team. We've been waiting since he got cut by the Cardinals. He's had some negotiations going on with the Patriots. There's some chief rumors, but happened. He signed a two-year deal with the Tennessee Titans, and he's officially going to be a Titan. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, man. So rapid fire. Um, as you were talking, I kind of had a couple of thoughts pop up. First and foremost, the, the the overwhelming thought. I have two overwhelming thoughts. I'll give my first first. I cannot tell you how happy I am to not have to talk about this anymore. Um, this has been the most pervasive and non-ending and twists and turns and up, down and all around story of the off season. Um, the Rogers stuff seemed like it was going to be the most annoying headline of the off season. Then the Lamar stuff came along. We thought that was going to be the most annoying stuff of the head uh, of the off season. DeAndre Hopkins dragging his LeBron James level decision into almost August takes the cake for me. Most annoying off season storyline. And it's wrapped up with a nice, neat little bow. Um, nothing wrong with chasing the money. Uh, respectfully, I don't see this moving the needle for the Titans as far as a ring pursuit goes, but it does make them a better team, obviously. Um, Zach, what are your rapid-fire reactions? Yeah, I mean, taking my first look at the contract this morning, where it's a two-year deal worth up to $26 million, I mean, worth $26 million up to $32 million. Pretty steep. I honestly, I, no, I honestly think the Titans got a pretty good deal off that. Um, I mean, yeah. if you look back at some other contracts signed this year, Jacoby Myers was averaging eleven million a year. Juju, with his contract with the Patriots, was about eleven million a year too. So, if you have thirteen million a year for DeAndre Hopkins, who has a, a tier higher of performance than those guys, true. Sure, he's older than those guys, but in terms Absolutely. of the contract, they were all three-year contracts. This year's a two-year one. That's a nice baseline for me if I'm the Titans, especially because you you knew the only reason he was going to go to your team is if you offer more money than the rest of people, the rest right. of the teams, which yep. really makes me question what were the Bills' chief Patriots offering him if, if $13 million a year was enough to be like, yeah, I'm going to go play for Ryan Tannehill instead mm-hmm. of Patrick Mahomes. That was yeah. my first way. 
Yeah, and I think that's a great first thought. And and breaking down that angle of it, um, I think with respect to the Bills and the Chiefs, I think Cap was always going to make that a very, very difficult situation. Um, There was a lot of reports early and middle and late of this process that he might be in for less money and they might be yada, yada. It, you know, it was always respectfully about money. And I think, I think I could have seen maybe the bills throwing like a six to $8 million offer together. Maybe the chiefs a little less than six to 8 million, but that being said, no disrespect to the man. And I don't disagree with you that 13 million a year is not unreasonable for a player of his talent. Um, maybe his age, yeah, that other shoe is gonna drop sometime soon. But if it doesn't drop this year or next year, they're they're gonna get a steal. Yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you that it doesn't move the the needle for me much for the Titans. This is now a long line of wide receivers ending their careers in Tennessee, yeah. and it it has not panned out for Tough. Julio Jones. It didn't pan out for Randy Moss. And I would love for Hopkins to beat the odds, but I don't think it's really going to pan out for him. This, I think, was in if we're going to talk fantasy football, I think the dead worst spot he could have gone. I would have rather had him in Buffalo, would have rather yeah. had him in the Chiefs. I would have rather have had him in the Patriots. Me to too. Be honest. I think no, you're, you're so right. Worth it. Yeah. And landing with the Titans, I think before today, we checked his ADP. And he was being drafted somewhere around wide receiver 19. Yeah. I expect that to drop pretty heavily. I agree. Based off As it should. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he, we took a quick ranking for me. I think I'd be looking at like anywhere from wide receiver like 27 to as far as like 31, 32, depending on how you're building your team. Like, really, yeah. I'm looking. And of course, Brandon Ayuk for me, you know, is always one of my favorite wide receivers. He's being drafted at 32. I'll take Ayuk over Hopkins on the Titans right now. Yeah. So same. I can just see him falling down draft boards. And not only that, he's going to hurt the upside of Traylon Burks. Big I, mean, time. I was never really big on Traylon Burks myself. Me neither. But really, like, I at least have to think like the breakout season he could have had is probably even more put on hold. Yeah. All the sleep hype for Chig Okonkwu is probably put on hold as I well. Think there's it's enough there. Yeah, there's enough volume. And, and Tannehill is decent at distributed he's a decent facilitator he can he can you know deal a little bit i think uh let's let's not forget uh two years ago aj brown was you know a pretty solid contributor for the titans uh you know it's not crazy to think that somebody will emerge from the rubble um but it is rubble now he was a grenade in what was an already fragile um structure it's now kind of just every man for themselves i think it's great for Tannehill. You know, if you're looking for a late round dart throw at quarterback, I think it makes Tannehill a nice option there. Um, I think it's great for Derrick Henry. I think it's going to allow Derrick Henry to have take some pressure off a lot, a lot more of an easier path. Um, but yeah, it, it was horrible for Hopkins. It was horrible for Burks. It wasn't ideal for Chig. And I think I like your ranking. I, I, I'll say a little more broadly. I'll say low end two, high end three range, which is basically exactly what you said just uh less less specific because i i i mentioned to you earlier there was names who are currently going in the low two that i don't love like for example i think i would take nuke still over jerry judy um but then you get down into those high 30s or those low 30s and like obviously i'm taking Ayuk over nuke so you know i'm i'm a little less of like a i don't have a hard line number where i'd put them but in that range but on the lower end of that range, I think I'm more comfortable with that. Yeah. And I I think the last thing that would concern me is if things go south for the Titans, you may see Tannehill hit hit the bench. And that would concern me drastically. But that I think has now become a less likely scenario. If you're if you're looking at the Titans this year, he's probably riding it out um before yeah. you see a quarterback switch. But it's exciting to see him signed. I'm glad he finally made his decision. Like you said, we can kind of move on from that. Same. Doesn't excite me too much this morning, but at, no. at least we know the end of it. And, yeah. But that is not the only piece of news. Really quick on the about. on the Hopkins thing before we move on, because I do want to just get something off my chest. Thank God it's not Kansas City. Um, that's yeah, the Bills. That's the Bills homer for you. That is nothing. Homer, yeah. I no, hundred percent. And I think also anybody who likes parody in the NFL, also too. 
thank God it's not Kansas City. We can all we can all collectively exhale a little bit. I'm not on really, the, huh? I'm not really sure it it would have mattered too much to be honest. I think they're going to be Super Bowl contenders regardless. Absolutely. Um, I think he would have just made them. Yeah, obviously, you add a weapon like that to yeah. an arsenal, they get better. Yeah. I just think he that he would have made, like an already top three offense. He would have made them the the locked in potentially 07 Patriots competing, you know, level of offense if you add nuke to that team. So that's probably why it wasn't able to happen. It was just probably too rich for them. And and yeah, no, no regrets. If I'm, if I'm Brandon Bean and the bill is not at that, at that price point. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're, we're moving this train along, Mr. Zach. Yeah, let's do it. Next piece of news we got going on here. Um, lower scale in terms of a name. Evan Ingram, who is the tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, was on the franchise tag coming into this year, so just a one-year deal. And he's now signed a three-year, $42 million contract with the Jaguars. That locks him up with Trevor Lawrence and that Jaguars team for the foreseeable future after he had, I think, the best season of his career as a pro, if not the second compared to his rookie year. We kind of saw some of that, that talent that we had hoped to see from him in the Giants finally shined through last year um so let's take this one from we get to take it a little bit from a redraft but i don't think that would have changed too much kind of more of like what are your thoughts on him in the dynasty space where does that put him for you with tight ends yeah and i'm, I'm glad you bring it up because we had a really interesting discussion in the pre-show um we got to start filming the pre-show man just just call it like you know like like the 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 ground uh, or the, the grinding of the bean or something like that because our pre-shows just as lively as our shows um i like him in as a top 10 dynasty tight end um he's fringe 10 for me as we discovered um we kind of did a little breakdown of all the names we would put ahead of him and uh but it's un it's undeniably great for his case in dynasty because he does have chemistry with trevor lawrence the jags will be a nice offense they will move the football for a handful of years under doug peterson trevor lawrence you know the great receiving core so all those things are undeniably good. Um, I don't think it changes anything for anyone else. I mean, Trevor Lawrence to the moon, it was already that before, but now knowing that he has one of his favorite targets uh, locked up for the foreseeable future, that's pretty great. Uh, where does What does this do for you, Zach? How are you feeling on this one? Yeah, we've talked about, we talked about Evan Ingram before, and I had some some hesitations of him from a dynasty standpoint, mainly, mainly because I'm like, I can't see him going somewhere where he'd be more valuable than Jacksonville. So I'm thrilled he's staying. Um, I think that's best case scenario for him and for the Jaguars. I mean, he really fit that scheme really well. Um, My concerns with him in redraft were what does Calvin Ridley coming into this offense do for that target share? Yeah. Uh, I I could see him being like a 110, 120 target guy. And that's, that's a huge amount of targets, but I think if they start throwing the ball a little more than they did and Trevor Lawrence takes a step up, you could see kind of like an all tides rise type scenario. Yeah. And I think so too. Right now, Evan Ingram is coming off the board at tight end eight overall, just like one ranking above and uh, above David and Joku. I'm fine yeah. with that. I like that yeah. price a lot. Yeah. I think if you have anybody that has a ceiling, it's Ingram. I still do worry a little bit about the target share competition, but if we're talking solely like dynasty wise, I'm with you. He's, he's going to shoot to right to the back end of my top 10, um, which he was sitting at consensus at 14 behind a lot of these, like, like Darren Waller, Greg Dolchich, Sam Laporta, like some younger guys. I think that three year stability with a top tier quarterback really cements him right behind like that Dallas Goddard tier for me. Yeah. Just with sitting around Pratt Firemuth, um, Personally, for me, above Dalton Kincaid, right there at eight. But for you, I know that's a little bit different of a question. Yeah, and I'm glad you bring Kincaid up specifically because it's just such a different. Like it's almost like uh, it's just polar opposites. Like you know, Ingram is relatively proven. He's you know in a not in the team that drafted him. He's you know in this last season was his first with the Jags, correct? Correct. So he's kind of still you know. Get, get, getting a feel for the end Kincaid, meanwhile, is just a straight up wild card. Nobody knows. Kincaid could be tight end three or he could be tight end 21. Like, literally, there's really no uh, 
uh, middle ground. And, you know, I tend to follow the tea leaves and I, I'm believing the steam that's picking up about Kincaid being a big slot, a power slot. Um, I think that that kind of makes me really question whether or not he's being left for dead in drafts. Um, and he's definitely going to be drafted behind Ingram in redraft, which is interesting, I'll say. For Dynasty, I think it's, for me, it's easy to have Kincaid above Ingram because of his youth and his quarterback situation. But Ingram is right there in terms of like, like that's really the line. It, it, and we agreed there, there are seven names definitively that we would put above Ingram and Kincaid and, and Fryermuth and that sort of jumble of like lower, lower end tight end ones. You're looking at Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, Pitts. Um, and then remind me of the, uh, the next handful of names. Uh, Goddard was six, and then that's where Ingram hit. Goddard, that's where Ingram, Fryermuth, and uh, Njoku came in. They were all – are we forgetting one name? Kelsey, Kittle, so. Andrews. Yeah, maybe not. Waller is the is the one that I'm like not super crazy about. I, I don't know if I like his chances to stay healthy. Um, I don't know if I like his fit in that offense. Um, but then again, he will probably be their best weapon through the air. So it's going to be – that's oh, an interesting yeah, one. No one on that team better than what's your receiver. Yeah, what's your temperature check on Waller heading into this season, redraft and dynasty? Um, I think uh, dynasty-wise, he could be a little dicey just with his age and injury history. Um, but I'm I'm pretty in on Wally this season. I think he has a chance to repeat what he did with the Raiders, where he was the clear-cut number one target. Mm-hmm. And when you're the wide receiver one for your team as a tight end, that yeah. usually means you're going to be good for fantasy just because – you're going to get wide receiver level targets and Waller's proven that if he gets those targets, he can make a whole lot out of it. And he did really, in all honesty, doesn't have to do much to be a top five tight end. You just have to catch a yeah. lot of passes. And I, I kind of like the fit with him and um, Daniel Jones. I think they could, they could come together nicely, but again, like you said, he has not stayed healthy the last two years. Yeah. And it's, it's not just like i I'm not one to be like injury prone players, but he does have some some concerns with always being hurt, knee troubles, that type of thing. So I'm pretty high on him this year. I would probably be taking him in redraft around the Kittle area. I was going to ask. I was very like, similar. Yeah. Would you take him over Goddard? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I think the upside with Waller is higher than Goddard. Yeah. Um, Goddard, Goddard's probably going to be the three on his team this year. And yeah, yeah, he's got some touchdown upside, but it's a team that doesn't pass a ton. Um, yeah, and then in number three, where it was like Waller, if he's the number one and it meshes well, I think he's got a higher ceiling, and it totally could. And and um, I'm gonna plant my flag in, in the Goddard side of that specific debate, but the reason I'm a little lukewarm on God uh, on Waller is because Brian Dable's offense doesn't hyper target the tight end, it just never really has. And I'm not saying that that doesn't change with an elite tight end, that'll be an interesting development, but. I also think that we saw so many flashes from those Giants wide receivers last year. And to be honest with you, Zach, I think of the six of those names that are relevant, I think you you put all six of them on a dartboard and you just close your eyes and you throw, you have as good of a chance as as if you tried to do your best analysis to guess which of those six was going to be the one that rose to the top. But I think one will rise. There's potential there. I think it's Waller. I think if if you were to tell if you if you were to say which of these receivers is leading the Giants in catches next year, you're not putting any of them above Darren Waller. This this is a great opportunity for us to introduce uh, a, a wrinkle to the show. Let's let's do coffee bets. Let's bet let's bet a cup of coffee. Because I I, I think who I the think leading receiver is going to be Giants wide Giants? receiver one whoever it is. I get the field. You get Waller. Loser, loser yeah, buys a cup. That's fun. I think Waller will be the. I think Waller, Waller will easily be the leading receiver for the Giants. I don't think it's even. I don't. Very I, close I, for me. I as think well. you have the better like side of this bet, but anytime I get a field, I always take a field. It's that's the that's the degenerate in me. You, you give me six names, I'll take it over one. I don't care if it's yeah, because I mean, one chance. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm down. Willis, take I that bet. It. I'll take Waller I as a leading it. receiver for the Giants this year. 
Um, obviously, injury knows bets, so we won't even worry about that. There you yeah, go. I'll take that. I'll take you up for that cup of coffee. I just, well, I, I, let's hop, let's, yeah, I, I'll just really quick. I'll just say, I just think that the potential of one of them, like Hyatt or Paris Campbell, or, you know, uh, not, not probably not Isaiah Hodgins, but you know, Darius Slayton, you know, all those guys, as you're reading off these names, my confidence is just growing. <laughs> like every name, every name that you say for like leading the receivers, my confidence is just hopping through the roof that Waller will out receive all of them. I think it's super. Like I said, I think you have the the safer side of the bet, but I get the field, so I'm I'm in. If there was one, I'm gonna be really honest with you, it's Sterling Shepard to me. Oh yeah, that was the, one, the the next name I was gonna say. But his uh, damn Achilles health, man. He yeah, has, dude can't stay healthy. I, how many how many freaking injuries has that dude had? Like season ending. Them. I know, <laughs> and and he's still kicking. And he comes back stronger every time. I, I love Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I, I definitely do. And if and he's I, the one that out catches Waller, I'll be ha- I'll be a happy man. Okay, I would, I that's would a cup okay of coffee you'll buy non begrudgingly. Happily, yep. All right. Well, let's move on, man. Yes, that was sir. a great first sip segment. Yeah. Coming some news on here, and now we get to hop into our our first and maybe leading the last fun segment before we hit into the deep depths of Ooh. the NFL season and starts and sits and trades and what to do with your team. It's going to get wild. It's going to get wild on the show. But not today. Not today, today it's not Well, this is either. wild too, just a different kind of wild. Today we're going to do a top five draft of our favorite sports games in history. And not we're not talking like – NFC Championship game. We're talking video games. You guys, sports, you, you play S2, video games, Xbox, whatever you want. Top five sports games in history. We're gonna do this draft style. So we're each gonna get a pick back to back. I'll do my first pick. Kevin, your first pick. Your second pick. My first pick. So no we're gonna duplicates. go. Going to go snake style. We're going snake style. And I, I say we flip a coin on on the air for the for yeah, the. Yeah, I've got a quarter right here for let's first. Let's go! Pick. Come on. And if you take one of mine, we have a list ready for substitutes. So yeah. we have our backups. Don't get mad at us. Don't cancel us. These are our opinions. Also, not to mention, we will cover our, all our favorites at the end. I think if, yeah, if any, game, if any great in. games don't get any love, we throw some. We throw some love. But I'm, I'm, oh, Zach. I'm so excited, dude. I'm so excited. All right, flipping a coin here. Heads. What are you calling? Oh, for the camera. That's the tails. Damn. Are your first pick. Damn. Beautiful. Well, I you promise. know, that's okay. I, I don't think I will be picking one of yours here. So that's, that's true. That's true. Top five sports video games of all time. My number one pick is going to be FIFA 17. That to me, FIFA belongs in this conversation. It is the number one sports game in the country, in the world, actually. Um, FIFA 17 has a special place in my heart because it's the first one I really dove in. It had great game fundamentals. You get an incredible depth of players because you have players from all around the world. And Ultimate Team, I believe, is one of the most engaging and best game modes a sports game has ever had. And it is truly addicting. FIFA 17 will go down as my my number one. That game probably had me in a chokehold for every day for an entire year of sports video games. I got to give it up. I got to show love to the pick. Um, I think I might have had this game for Wii U, believe it or not. Um, I was one of the 11 people in the world who bought a Wii U. Um, so I think I might have played that, and I really enjoyed it. Um, fantastic graphics. I recall really liking the soundtrack as well. Oh, FIFA um, soundtracks are goaded. They're always fire, yeah. So I, I, you know I'm not the biggest soccer fan, um, but I'm really, really happy to see Zach, who absolutely loves soccer, um, get his his golden boy, his his uh, his special child at at the 101 with FIFA 17. Um, Mr. Zach, I am tilting already. I am so confused where to go with this pick. You kind of threw me off. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the one that I couldn't stomach not having. And to me, when I think I, I love sports video games, I've played them. Just a sickening amount, like an unbelievable, disgusting amount of hours. Oh, I have two picks. Oh, I'm tilting a little less. I thought we were going back to back. We did say snake style. 
I did not we mean did... snake style. I'm sorry. It's one, one, two, two, three, three. Yeah, no back to back picks. We got to alternate. <sighs> That's so tough. Okay. We got to alternate. And I'm back to tilting. Okay. That's fine. I can Tilt live away. with that. Now I, I can live with that. Um, I am going to take NFL Street 2. Um, I, knew I knew you would. There is just nothing like the arcade style of NFL Street. The way that the mechanics are very similar to Madden's, but they're so fun. You're running up on the walls, running across hot spots, jumping off the wall to throw a pass. You're you're slamming people uh, into the wall. The wall mechanic of Street is just one of the best developments in sports video games. I love the rosters. I love playing as Mike Vick and running around. Yes, sir. I I love the the modes. I played NFL Gauntlet very heavily, but there's a really fun like own your city mode. Like uh, you have to beat NFL teams to like poach players from them, and it's there's just nothing like it arcade style. And I'm I'm actually. I pre- I'm one of the again one of the handful of people who prefer the GameCube version to the PS2 or the Xbox version. I love the GameCube version. GameCube version was so great, man. Um, but I always uh, historically would use my obviously my Bills. I would throw them in the uh, old disgusting navy blue Bills jerseys. Give everybody a gold chain, a heavy gold chain with a dollar sign on it. Uh, exhibit is running the show. There's there's nothing like NFL Street. Well, I feel like you're leaving me in such a I feel like an unfair spot, but I'm going to take take both the biggest franchises off the board here. Uh, my second pick, I'm going to take Madden. We're taking Madden 2006. Okay, um, I think I I think we can each have a Madden, right? Like there, we got to go franchises here, like one yeah, per franchise you can pick per a different team. year. Yeah. Okay, I love the I love the 06 pick. I do. The 06 one to me, uh, just deserves to go down as as the best Madden, in my opinion. Uh, cover boy Donovan McNabb on the Eagles. Sure. Love that. Uh, it was the first game that introduced playmaking as well. You got an increase in controls. It felt like you were playing NFL football for in what I thought the most important way of the Madden franchises did. Uh, your franchise control was great. You beat hit-sticking players in Madden, yeah. and that was fantastic. And I remember playing that game all the time and it, it felt like a turning point for the madden franchise back when they used to actually try and improve their games from year to year yeah literally. um so I'm, yeah i'm taking madden 06 off the board with my second pick who you got i love madden 06 as a pick um i will say out of all the maddens madden 06 i probably spent some of the most amount of hours on um me and my boy uh joe we used to like make we call it a dream team thing where we would go into the roster construction mode and just trade all the players that we wanted and we would just create like these nasty stack teams. And yeah, we would you can't do that anymore. I think you might still be able to. I think you might you can it, like manually do roster stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a little as, different. It's not as fun as it used to be for sure. But uh that dream team mode, I mean it was not even a real mode, but uh, that's that's what Madden 06 reminds me of on the Xbox with the McNabb on the cover. Again, great soundtrack. Um yeah, so fantastic pick um i now don't have to take my madden until my last pick um which is cool because i have a madden uh lined up and i think it's a fantastic one um so mine are going in order as well of my favorites i'm picking based off of my rankings so we stats. so are we do, does draft strategy come into play here can we still you know can you can but then you got to be comfortable with your fifth game being someone you prefer least than your third game hmm. i to be honest with you i love all 10 of these games equally so i i can live i can stomach it as long as street is is clearly my announced as my favorite um i think what i'm gonna do is wow this is also very difficult okay one that i can't stomach not coming back to me and a very important game in my life i'm gonna go with mario baseball mario superstar baseball a game that when COVID hit and everybody was running to the game stores and and buying up all the games, the the price gouging on it was insane. And I actually had to spend about because I wanted to, I was fiending to play it. I had a GameCube phase uh, a year year or two back. I went out and I dropped like almost a hundred bucks on Mario Baseball, and I still play it to this day. It is so fun. Team captains, you pick your team. They give you a fun little name. Chemistry matters. Like if Mario and Bowser are trying to create a double play the chemistry's off it's a bad throw 
Um, but you got your power hitters, your 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 Bowsers, your DKs, uh, your Wario's. You got your speed guys, your Yoshi's, your Diddy Kong's. You know, there there is just nothing like Mario Superstar Baseball. And I don't really love baseball. It's probably my third least. It's probably my third least favorite sport, or my second least favorite sport. I should say. I'm flipping the order, but um that game is just electric and i love mario i love nintendo so mario superstar baseball is the pick at number two great pick i don't have a mario game on my list um but superstar baseball fantastic super strikers also up there for me such good good games fun times um i think i didn't include them on my list because i was thinking like party game versus sport game yeah interesting i i think uh no i think mario baseball fits the bill for a sport game deserves to be up there Yes, sir. All right, I'm going chalk then with my top three um, because three for me comes in with NCAA 14. Um, Great pick. Fantastic pick, man. The NCAA series ending is, I mean, if you're a sports game fan, you know it's a crime because those games were phenomenal. And NCAA 14 was the GOAT for me. It was a game that felt like you're playing college football, the speed, the kind of like, you can run up the score, and then of course the franchise mode—the way you could you could draft, like take these players out of high school, grow them, develop a school. Phenomenal! The gameplay on the NCAA games was fantastic, and I'm taking NCAA 14 to be the the showrunner for me. Oh, I absolutely love the pick, man. Um, did you ever, by any chance, do one of the player ports into the Maddens? No, I did not. Me, yeah, me neither. Not. It was just a bridge too far for me. But I did play. Yeah. Did play my hours on the NCAA's. Uh, and w- were you one of the the millions who were invested in Big Cat's uh, NCAA storylines in uh, COVID? Not. Uh, Coach, not a Coach big Doug's. cat. Not a big cat guy. No, Coach Doug's will live on forever. Um. So great pick, Zach. You do have three Titans to start off your draft. Um. I'm. It's clear which of us is the is the arcade Nintendo kid, and which of us is the, you know, PlayStation Xbox. Uh, uh, you know, but that's cool. I I have no judgment. I I like both. You know, best of, best of both worlds. The back end of my list has some of those on there. It's not that I didn't play it. I just think these guys were too too big of heavy hitters for me not to make the top five. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say when you said chalk, I got really nervous because I thought you were going to take my game, which I was gearing up to pick, which I'm drafting NBA 2K12 as my third pick because I believe that's the game that introduced the Jordan Challenge into the series, which I just enjoyed so damn much. Um, I'm going to confirm that. And if not, I'm going to I'm going to change the number. But I think it was 2K12. It was thinking that it's 11. I thought the same thing, but I just Googled it. I think it's, I think it's 2k 12. Jordan's the cover athlete for the first time. We have uh, the Jordan challenge, which was you got to go through history and play through Michael Jordan's most iconic games, most iconic series. Um, It was so unbelievably fun at the time. Very revolutionary Um, brought the, the sort of classic teams back into 2k um, great gameplay as well, and my uh, New York Knicks were good that year, so that's always a, uh, something that matters to me when I'm picking these teams. Um, got to play with Mello on the Knicks, jab-stepping people to death. Um, fun franchise mode as always. 2K, I'll say it, at one point Madden definitely was better for franchise than 2K, but it has just completely flipped, and I think this game and around this time was when the tide started turning, and I started really enjoying NBA's franchise mode a lot better than Madden's. I did just vet this a little more too. 2K11 was the introduction of the Jordan Challenge. That's First appearance in 2K11 featured 10 challenges, chronicled some of his greatest triumphs, some of the 63-point outbursts in Boston and the flu game. See, I always thought that because, it's on the, because Jordan's on the cover of 2K12, I had kind of thought that it was 2K12. So I think I'll – because I think 2K12 expanded on it and still had a great expansive Jordan Challenge. Of so course. I think I'll yeah. stick with the pick. But I appreciate hey, if you're giving me the there. opportunity to pivot. I think I'll, I think I'll stick with 2K12. But I stick appreciate you vetting that. I I actually had no idea that it was uh, introduced in it. Who was the cover athlete for 2K11? Uh, I'm not positive off the top of my head. I was gonna say that's very interesting that he wasn't even the cover athlete, but they introduced his uh, his. Uh, no, he was. Uh, Jordan was the cover athlete for 2K11. Oh, he just back to back. Oh, it's Michael Jordan. 
you do which he tends month. to do, right? <laughs> Damn. Then I think maybe I'll I'll stick with twelve regardless. I I, I really enjoyed twelve, but I I Roll with it. I'm shocked though. I, I I'm very surprised. A two K game did not make my list. Um, I didn't start playing two K until later in my life. Uh, so Big it just for me guy. wasn't up there. But I I love it. I love it. I'm all about the blacktop life. Uh, I love the pick. Uh, four for me is going to go a little off the wire, um, but it is part of my fav- one of my favorite video game franchises ever as well. Um, it was a hard time picking between two of them for me. The second one is in my top 10, but I'm taking backyard football. For, oh, hell yeah. For I, I'll go with the Wii, but man, the backyard franchises yeah. are goaded. Backyard football coming in at me for four. I used to love playing that game. You got to pick Champ Bailey. You got to pick... Peyton Manning, but more importantly, step aside, B. John Robinson, the true one-on-one, Pablo Sanchez. Always Pablo Sanchez. Let's go, go. Dude. I was Pablo hoping Sanchez. you were going to bring him up. If we're taking sports players in history, Pablo Sanchez might be my number one. The one-on-one. That kid. Yo, the better than Bo Jackson. Better than Bo Jackson. Yeah, if you, if you hop into backyard football and Pablo Sanchez wasn't your number one pick, you were not coming to play. No. Yeah, that's, so you're that's, just, yeah, that's just – you're you're not a tough guy. If if you if you don't draft pay Pablo Sanchez, guy, Pedro Sanchez. Yeah, no, I absolutely love the the pick, man. You you nailed that. Um, and I'm proud of you for going arcade. You were you were going super uh, super real life mode so far, um, which you know again not a sliver of judgment over here because I really do enjoy a good a good real life game too, like a like a, a simulator as opposed to an arcade, but. Um, I think it's a great pick. I'm actually going to chronicle these in the chat so we can have a nice clean little list. But that those, those are your uh, team so far. And with my fourth pick, Zach, man, do I have a tough decision here. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, okay? I can't draft the entirety of the franchise. I know that would be unfair, but I want to show love to the entirety of the franchise. Um, so I'm not going to – I'm, I'm going to – well, I guess if I say the other – games in the franchise i might inspire your last pick so my last just, pick's locked in my last pick's locked great. in you can then i'm gonna, you then i'm gonna do it um so we all remember nfl blitz right not blitz the league i'm talking about nfl blitz um arcade style huge chunky upper bodies running around with the football and uh that one guy the same guy who announces for nba jam announces for nfl blitz runs around screaming nba jam is the nba version and then the the pick here just because coffee shop sports is so inclusive and I would never want to leave anyone out. Hockey fans, this is your time to smile. This is your time to shine. I'm picking oh, NHL hits oh. 2003. That was not your pick. It's on my list. Okay. It is on my list. It I was, was not my say. pick, but I didn't think you were going to bring it up. I have I to. I didn't think I you have, would. Because you know what? I don't, I'm not a hockey guy. I already documented on this podcast. It goes football, basketball. Big gap baseball, big gap hockey. And I love the Buffalo Sabres, but I don't know the first thing about them or about um, hockey, period. Um, but that being said, Mr. Zach, I was a child too in the uh, mid 2000s. And I will never forget the joy of playing NHL Hits 2003 again on my GameCube. Such the arcade, the, the, the hitting people, the fights, some of the best fighting mechanics in a sports game of all time um nhl hits is going to be my fourth pick and i just realized how horribly i pigeon myself pigeonhole myself for my last pick but that's okay i will stomach it um we're going to make an honorable mentions list because there's too many great sports video games zach but uh take your team home i like it hits was on my list and uh i i really had a a tough time getting from five six seven because there's just three games that i love so much can Um, we can we expand this draft by by one round yeah, we can I can't stomach field. not having one of these two on my team. So, okay, thank you. Well, for me then, uh, on this five pick, it, the five and six were just so tight. But yeah, it opens up a little flexibility, right? SSX Tricky is going to be my oh, five pick. Oh, great pick. Fantastic uh, pick on my list. I, I'm a big snowboarder myself. Uh, so having a, a snowboard game that was just so fun, like SSX Tricky, where you bring in like the snowboarding mechanics, the tricks, the courses were phenomenal. You have, of course, the the sneak shortcuts you can get to, breaking the glass, just the goat moves that you could do. Best snowboarding game of all time. Still will play that game to this day, and that's going to round out my number five pick there. 
I absolutely love that pick, Zach. And no longer, um, no longer your last. <coughs> Keep that in mind. You do have a little bit more flexibility here. I needed to have one of these two games on my team, and like I said, would not be able to stomach not having one of them. So I'm glad we expanded the draft by a pick. But my good sir, it is time for me to go to the well, the most frequently visited well that I've ever been to in my sports game life. And uh, disregarding the rankings theory of this, I went strictly draft strategy here, keeping this until uh, towards the end of the draft. But I'm going to take Madden 04. Um, Michael Vick as the cover athlete. Many would say Matt, the, the Madden 04 version of Michael Vick is the most broken player in uh, video game sports, uh, sports video game history. Um, I would be one of the people who would say that because quarterback rushing is a lethal strategy in sports video games. And it absolutely is wonderful for me that the bills now have the stallion as their quarterback, because I just spam that Um, along with goal line runs. Don't call me out, Zach. I I know you were thinking it. I love goal line runs. Um, I do. Yeah. But let's preface here that you love goal line runs anywhere on the field, not on the goal. Jumbo. Give me seven offensive linemen. Seven offensive linemen every time. I'm I'm just a Dan Campbell guy, bro. I, I eat nails for breakfast and glass for lunch. Okay. But really go around there with Madden at five. Yeah. I was gonna say Madden, Madden at five, Madden 04. Um, my personal, I love the franchise mode. It was fantastic. I really heavily considered going Madden 05 here with Ray Lewis on the cover and introduction of the hit stick. And the year that I actually started watching football, my first year watching every single NFL game was 04. So the Madden 05 rosters reflect the Madden or the real life 04 um, roster. So 05 was very heavily in contention. But the one big difference was in 04, Zach, you could put any uh, player of any position at any position. So my favorite thing to do was take the fastest player and put them at quarterback and just run. And for the Bills at that at that year was all pro cornerback Nate Clements. I think he was an all pro. He was at least a pro bowler. But Nate Clements, I would always put him as my QB, and I would just I would just run for 200, 300 yards on people with Nate Clements. And then he would go out and get pick sixes because old video games were less realistic, which made them more fun. Yeah. That is my Madden pick. Very, very happy with it. Zach, your last pick in the draft. We are rounding this. We are steering the ship home. Yeah, I'm going to call this my honorable, pen, honorable mention pick, pick six here. Maybe we can start with top five and throw this in as our – Sure. Yeah. As our honorable mention. Our, our honorable mention that gets to dress on game day. I would be amit, remiss. This is the sixth man pick. This is the sixth man of our team. Sixth man. Um, Love that. And is well-deserved because my sixth pick is NBA Street. Nice. Because Needs NBA Street was just so good. I mean, I, I knew you were going to have NFL Street up there on your list. To. So I figured I wasn't getting it. But my sixth man being an NBA Street, the jams – the heating up, the combos. That's actually NBA Jam. Are you thinking of NBA Jam? Street does does have no 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 NBA Street. It does have the I mean, I mean like the dunk. Do they have mode. heating up. Not, and, and... not yeah. You still had heating up. Okay. You still had all that. You you could do what you did in in NFL Street where you're just shoulder checking dudes. Yeah. You got Shaq yamming these absolute monstrous dunks. Yeah, I you, love. You got trash talking. Yeah. Everything you need in that franchise, which was fantastic. Personally, I'm going to take NBA Street 2 will be my preferred because I think the game mechanics got better, but there is something nostalgic about NBA Street 1. I absolutely love it, my friend. Great pick. And I'm going to round out my draft. Again, I, like I said, I, there, was, there was a team, there was, there was a, a, a game specifically that I needed this draft to continue so that I could get. Um, can I talk through my, my process for the last pick since there's no more picks? Well, let's hit the last couple that didn't make it later. Got it, got it. Um, Then I'm going to draft a game that, again, when we're talking about logging hours, this game logged an insane amount of hours for me as a kid. Um, And again, I'm going to surprise everybody here. I have two football games. I have a hockey game, one basketball game, correct? So that means I'm going to have as many baseball games as I do football games. I'm taking MVP baseball 2005 which had Manny Ramirez on the cover this was before it became the show because it was EA's entry in the baseball scene and I'm talking I would love to be the Yankees I used to be the biggest Yankees fan as a kid Derek Jeter 
Alex Rodriguez. It was so actually, I don't even know if A-Rod was on the Yankees yet that year, but it was so much fun. And I would do franchise mode. I would play games with the homies. They had these really fun, like mini games, like batting practice where you would like have to like hit, like hit the balls, like into like the field and hit like targets in the field. Zach, it was just such a blast. And that was, for me, that was the peak of baseball in my life. Like I really enjoyed baseball when it was, you know, Jeter and Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz and all those guys. Uh, this game is probably most notably um, remembered for having a fake Barry Bonds because Barry Bonds would not sign his likeness into the game. Um, I want to see actually what his fake name was. If I, I don't remember it off the top of my head, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Classic. Back when leagues didn't just own the likeness of all the players oh, by being in the league. His name was John Dowd. <laughs> And I remember as a kid, like, who is this guy? He's so good. But it was because he was Barry Bonds. It's Barry Bonds. Um, Yeah, just Barry Bonds, just not Barry Bonds. Um, But MVP Baseball 2005 rounds out my team. And as I said, I I couldn't couldn't really stomach a sports game draft where I didn't have that. So, um, Zach, let's let's talk what missed the cut, what was right there on the cusp for you. Yeah, let's go through my, my last couple here. Um, right, right after NBA Street for me came in Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two. Great, great uh, game. Logged tons of hours on that one. The Are you Tony talking about Hawk Underground? Series. Uh, no, Tony. I, liked, I don't think I liked Underground better. You might. I feel like you might be young for two. I, I, I know. I played. I played all three. Um, I, yeah. I used to play them all the time. Yeah, they're great games. I did play Tony Hawk Underground. I know you're talking Underground about Underground was, yeah, was more fun for two, me because you could get off the board. Two is the one for me that I'm picking to go down. That's, that's the go-to. I think I might have liked yep. three or four better, but I they're all great. They're all freaking fantastic games. Used to love playing those great skate games. Um, yes, sir. Eight for me was Backyard Baseball, another Backyard nice. franchise. More, more backyard that was love, OG. yeah. Got it, First got one it, show so love that one. A nine for me came in and NHL hits. That's where that was on my nice, list. Nice. Uh, you you stole that one. Hell and yeah. then rounding out, I'm taking Wii Sports at ten. Wii Sports was oh, yeah. me at ten. That's a classic a coded I, sports game. Kind of slept game. on. Honestly, we we kind of low key suck for not having Wii Sports on our on either of our Listen, teams. It's it's sitting up there, but it couldn't couldn't throw it in my top five of both yeah. of these. Um, so uh, of the ones I didn't say, um, NBA Jam absolutely deserves some love here. Boom shakalaka. Great yep. game, just so fun. Um, Mario Super Strikers, yes. fantastic game. Such a um, good game. The OG for the GameCube. While we're at it, I would throw love to Mario Tennis, Mario Golf. Um, love those games as well. Um, the Blitz NFL Blitz games um, were very very fun. I very much loved the NFL Blitz games. Blitz the League, amazing game. Very, True. very toxic game, you know, uh, roiding up your players, uh, breaking other people's clavicles on purpose, um, you know, chasing uh, drugs and, and, and women in the game. Um, very, very toxic game, but it was fun. Um, and then last but not least, I had all pro football 2K8, which is a game that most people never played. But it featured two K um, football may have been the best, and that's the, the thing because going. neither of us picked two K five with T O on the cover, which is no, a very it's very it's a cult classic. It has a cult cult following now. That game, um, and yep. I enjoyed it. The, the gameplay before my time, and the gameplay was a little clunky for me to to put it on this list. I loved the like you had your own crib there, you had like all the fun stuff, um, but it wasn't it didn't hit the same as this one that I'm picking, which is the same franchise, all pro football 2k eight, which was actually set in a fake NFL Zach, where the teams were all helmed by NFL legends. So, uh, you know, it was just, and you would do giraffes of like just NFL, um, legend players. And you had like a budget and there were like gold tier players, silver tier players and bronze tier players. And you could draft like three gold, like 10 silver and like 15 bronze or something. And then like, you would just go at it with these like John Elway throwing to freaking Andre Reed type stuff. It was just so fun, but that's it for, for the sports video game draft. How do you feel about your team? I like it, man. I think I'm, I think I've got a pretty solid top five here. I think yeah. I got three of the goats rounding out the top three backyard football, favorite franchise coming in at four. And then rounding out SSX Tricky, which is a, a, a personal favorite all time. 
And then six man of the year, NBA Street coming in for me. I love my top six. I think it's carrying some of the franchises right there. Yeah, no, it's fan it's a fantastic, fantastic six. Um, very surprised there's no two K in there. Um, honestly. And I think now that we have our drafts, I think we'll we'll put it to the people. We'll see what, what people have to say. But at the end of the day, we're all celebrating each other. We're all celebrating yeah. the fact that we love sports and we love video games. And what it arguably, I thought this was going to be a football episode, but this is arguably the most eclectic episode we've had. Oh, yeah. This was, we were broad with this one. Yeah. Let us know if there's any games we missed out of the top five, out of the top 10 that we didn't mention. Give us some of your sports games and then let us know whose top five list you like better, putting us against each other as well. We're no, we're no, uh, we're no, um, strangers to adversity. So (laughs) you go ahead and let us know there. I love adversity. I wake up, I have a cup of adversity for breakfast before I have my coffee. So let's get it. Well, I mean, after this, probably going to go play some GameCube or not a bad call because I can't get them out of my mind now. Yeah. But you want to come through? You want to play some street? Roll in. Yeah. I guess he just pulls up, takes his AirPods off. He's heading straight here (laughs) to get busted. You can let the people know, though, last time we played 2K. Kevin over here got swept. He whooped me. Kevin got swept. We're usually usually very even, but he whooped me. Home court advantage? Not that day. Absolutely whooped. But I'm sure next time we play, it'll be uh, a whole different story. Can't wait. Got to talk my shit while I got it. Have to. Have to. Well, beautiful episode, Kev. Love being on here with you. Back Another day in the coffee shop wrapping the books. We got some exciting stuff coming up as the season rolls in. So make sure you're staying tuned. Subscribe to us on Spotify, follow us on social medias, and of course, thanks for listening.